BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of Supercross Companion. Uh, We missed the race on Thursday. Everyone's schedules were just kind of a little bit gnarly, so we weren't able to make the live companion happen. Uh, So to make it up to you, I wanted to bring you a podcast with the Lawrence brothers, we spoke to Jet first, so uh, this podcast that you will be listening to will feature the man himself, uh, everybody's favorite lights rider, uh, 16-year-old sensation Jet. Uh, just talked through a bunch of stuff, talked through uh, his return to racing, we talked about A2, uh, we talked about the incident between Austin and Hunter on the weekend, talked about shoes, Lamborghinis, and uh, virginity being the shit. Um yeah, really cool podcast. I uh, just got to give a big shout out to our sponsors that make this possible. Uh, we've got a really, really, really rad group of companies in the motocross industry that uh, support the motocross side of this podcast. So thank you so much to the guys at MX Store. Um, if you just general generally follow the podcast, uh, you'll see that we've been doing a lot more riding lately um, and just... The, the convenience of having MX store so close to us is just insane. Uh, and I know that if you don't live in Burley like we do and can't just go into the showroom, uh, the service that they provide with the same-day shipping and, and all of the, I guess, the, uh, the advantages of shopping with MX store really come, come into play. Um, and they're just as convenient even if you don't live on the Gold Coast. So you can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike needs. Uh, next, we're brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, I've said it a million times. These guys are pretty much the best in the business, uh, constantly innovating uh, some of the best designs uh, and mix that with the best product out there as well. Uh, Also brought to you by the legends at Fist Handwear. We get asked a bunch about our Gypsy Tales collab glove. We are doing one. Uh, We're bringing that back as soon as we can. The whole Corona thing's kind of slowed that down a little bit, Um, but you guys already know that Sammy makes the best glove in the world uh, also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel uh, dixonquality.com.au is the website they are they're the best quality flannels that I've ever worn so uh, for whatever that is worth you can head to dixonquality.com.au type in the code ramp thief uh, and for fist handwear you can uh, go to fisthandwear.com and use the code FUCKJACE to get 20% off. Uh, also brought to you guys, uh, 
also brought to you by the guys at Thrillseeker Collection, uh, thrillseekercollection.com for basically the most badass seat covers in the game. You'll see them on bikes like Tyler Berriman, Sammy Moore's got one on there, uh, Jackson Richardson runs the Thrillseekers, pretty much Jack Miller, pretty much everyone uh, that I guess we're kind of in the crew with uh, runs thrill seeker and that is for a very very good reason uh also brought to you by the guys at maxis tires uh super stoked to be uh on board with these guys it's cool i feel like with tires it's like i just don't feel like we could get the same level of i guess interaction with the manufacturers with any of the other tire brands but with the guys at maxis here in australia it really feels like we could really work with them to do some really cool stuff uh the product's great toddy waters loves it um and i was going to ride it on my new maxis tires this weekend but didn't get to i ended up riding a suzuki instead so uh very keen to get out on track and also we're brought to you by the guys at motor x basically the highest quality oils uh in the world important to know i didn't know but they actually do like a ktm specific oil and then a japanese bike specific oil so that's what i just got this week and we'll be doing a fresh oil change in the 450 uh, and again stoked to be working with another great company in the motocross industry thanks so much guys i appreciate everybody for listening Baggett's, uh, um, not Baggett, Barsh's front wheel. Dude, right? I just saw that too before. Holy crap. What did he do? Did he jump into the wall? I don't know. How could you do something like that? It's Barsha, bro. Barsha's gonna... Oh my gosh. Barsha's gonna Barsha, man. Bam, bam, just wham, boom. Bam, bam, wham, boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, that's freaking gnarly, that is. Holy crap. All right, so Jet Lawrence is uh, back on Gypsy Tales with the homies. How are you, the champion? I'm not too bad myself. Just cruising in uh, Salt Lake, yeah. How um, how's it actually been being out on uh, in old Salt Lake City? It's actually really nice. We, uh, we got a little place in Deer Valley. Dude. It is so freaking nice here. We're like just near the ski lift. And dude, the weather in just the last few days, we have gone through every weather climate, I know what you call it, in like just three days. It it was raining, then it was sunshine, then it was snowing, then there was a blizzard, then there was hail, all in the one day. Yeah, and then like sunshine was, and nice. It was crazy, but dude, it's, it's such a beautiful place. We uh, went for a little drive around. It's so nice. Like, well, that, unbelievable. That, that's like kind of the thing, I guess, uh, is like you guys haven't really done that much traveling around the US yet, right? Oh, no, not really. We've been pretty like on the clock, basically, just riding or training or like traveling to races, which is, this is like one thing. I'm quite like, it's pretty cool how we have like two weeks in the one place so we can actually go and explore yeah. around the place. So that was pretty sick. Yeah, because generally when you're doing the Supercross thing, I mean, I've probably been to almost every major airport in America, but I definitely haven't seen all the, you know, all the cool stuff. But 
the race weekend, you kind of mm. fly in Thursday and fly out Sunday night, and that's sort of about all you get to see. Yeah. You get to see your hotel, you get to see the stadium, and then maybe the closest Starbucks, and that's kind of it, right? Yeah. I already had, like, in the first two days, I already had, like, two Starbucks. What? Um, but what I, you- I found a really good, like, sound. It's called a, the Double Smoked Bacon and Cheese. Oh, from Starbucks. It's like the... Yeah, the bun's like a little croissant type of thing. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, it's got bacon, egg, cheese. Dude, best thing ever. I normally never, like, get any food from Starbucks, just a drink. And Hunter had that. I'm like, oh, I get it also. Dude, so good. Like, best thing ever. The, um, yeah, we we used to run those down quite a bit over there. What's your, what's your Starbucks coffee order? I get a, the biggest size... And the Frappuccino Mocha. Yeah, right. You're one, of, you're one of those guys, eh? Because I want to, like, the drink takes a long, like, because it's, like, kind of a slushy type of thing. It takes a long time to drink. Yeah. So, like, when it's just a liquid with the ice, dude, you drink that thing so fast. And I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of hot drinks. So, I get the, the tall, I know what you call it, the Vente. Yeah, Vente. I, I don't even think. One. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the names make sense, to be honest. I I, th- I know even why they came up with that. They're trying to be different, but really, in all honesty, it's just stupid. No one's going to try and learn that language, try and understand that. <laughs> give, they're already there trying to get their coffee. They're, they just want their coffee. They don't want to try and think of some other language or some crap. Nah, I'm with you, bro. Um, so... How's the uh, how's the experience of uh, kind of getting to live the outdoors and stuff there? Because uh, everyone looks like everyone's having a pretty good time mountain biking. And have you actually got to ride that? Is it Iron Horse? What's that track that people have been riding over there? It's f- super gangster, dude. The like with the lake next to it. I'm not sure. You know the one that ever like JB was riding there the other day. Chad was riding there. It's kind of like oh, a- with the video of Kenny. I mean, the video of Kenny of, like, uh, how they have that, like, it's like an outdoor track kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place looks sick. No. I, we were going to ride it the first day. Like, the first day we are going to ride, we are going to ride that. But then the neighbors went and complained. What? I was so bummed. The neighbors complained about the noise and that stuff. Too many bikes. Yeah, okay. I guess so. then so. we had to go to that concrete of a half-whack job. I'll chuck it and chuck it together in an hour. Supercross track. Oh, is that the one that is near the, is like kind of in a stadium sort of type deal? A little bit, yeah. Dude, so sketchy. The whoops, they got so rock hard that there was like a black strip really? from the tires. Yeah. Like, yeah, the old- my autistic brother Tate could have done almost a better job. <laughs> Dude, the um, I just don't think that they they've got a lot of dirt to work with up there. Like it's kind of desert soil isn't exactly. It's definitely not loam. Let's just put it that way. Dude, up in the hill, the mountain bike track, dude, dirt is so prime. It's like, dude, prime time. It is. It's almost like it's loam. Really. Dude, like we had, like remember I was saying the weather so like changed so much. We had like long time rain. Like it was raining so long. Dude, the trail. So had so much grip. Really? Yeah. and But it had mainly all trees around, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. What um, what bikes have you been riding when you mountain bike? 
intense. I got an intense sniper. It's like a cross country. Yeah, right. What? Who decides that you guys have to ride the cross country bikes, man? Because I'd be wanting more of an enduro bike. Or is it like you ride that shit on purpose so that you kind of can't send it too hard? I, we ride that on purpose because like it's easy to go better to go uphill yeah but you're trying it's to get more fit like, bro you know like, let's make down. it let's make it it's, hard bro it sucks for downhill but like Hunter and I are pretty we're, we're fairly skilled on a mountain bike like we kind of can take our motor skills onto a mountain bike yeah we're, we're, fa- we're pretty decent and but we mainly get because we don't go on some steep crap where if I had like an enduro bike I'd be looping out yeah right so yeah okay fair enough yeah i never I've went blown some... what's that I've blown some shocks and forks out on the sniper though yeah i mean there's just not enough travel for how fast you guys be hitting shit i'm pretty sure i've i've blown i got i've blown a shock i went and got it fit they went and got it fixed second time riding i blew it again really yeah just sending it boy yeah i was <laughs> I've been riding a little lighter now. I've been pretty harsh on the thing, so I'm like, I'm just gonna take it easy now. <laughs> yeah, makes sense, dude. So how was uh, how was it to be back at the races, man? Was it was it different now being because I feel like Jet Lawrence before A2 is like a totally different. You've got a totally different name and a totally different kind of deal within the sport now. Like you kind of became. Yeah, I went from the rookie to the uh, kid who went over the bars and had a up uh, a up ramp for dinner. But people, you're like you're pretty much like a Quentin Tarantino movie now. Like people, people love you like they like Quentin Tarantino movies. It's like they know they're gonna get they know they're gonna get some crazy shit when they watch you. Oh, dude. Have you watched the race yet? From yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, where you fucking threw it away in fifth. That one? <laughs> was that the race yep. you're talking about? What happened yeah, there? Was Because it was in the whoops, right? I just want to go and beat the crap out of those whoops right now. So annoying. Dude, that was sketchy. That was really? Hard. I came into them. And I, my front wheel hit an edge, and like my front wheel always hits an edge, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be no big, it's fine. I hit it. My bike went left. I went right. I was still holding on. Then my rear end hit the kicker, the edge, flicked it around sideways. I hit the face of the whoop on literally sideways. And went yup. Dude, Off so right. it was a, so it was like a pretty big one then. I got pretty lucky. I only scraped up my shoulder. Yeah, right. And bruised my leg. But besides that, I was pretty pretty fine. I got winded a little bit because, like, my chest, like, skimmed the top of the whoop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but then... It was so fairly big. You're, um... When you crashed in the, in the heat race, man, like, fuck that. The way that... I feel like you're doing something different when you are entering whoops like you seem to carry a lot more speed than the other dudes like are you are you missing a couple with your front wheel or are you putting your front wheel down earlier like what are you actually doing different because there's definitely a different entry speed that you got or is that some secret shit what you're putting it down on the fifth whoop fuck off fifth gear baby oh fifth gear are you serious but one thing it's 
sucks. Dude, that's like almost like too fast, right? <laughs> you never go too fast in whoops. You're a fucking psycho. Um, I love it. <laughs> it sucks because in these, you had a run up for it, which I'm not as good as that. Like, I'm not as confident coming in with that. You can people can come in with so much speed. Yeah. Where I I get all of my speed in the whoops, which yeah, not, right. not many other two fifty riders can do. Yeah. See, I in the little five month off break, I've been uh, kind of working on going third in the turn, coming out off the starter whoop, fifth. I mean fourth. Yeah. Hit the first one, then fifth. Fuck then that. Skin. That's silly, bro. I mean, it's fast, Which, but it sounds I mean, silly. Oh, you're back, mate. Jet Lawrence. Oh, thanks. Thanks for joining us. G'day, mate. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Where'd you go? Did you run out of data, bro? No, nah, you're on that boost program too. You're like me. You never run out of data. Mm, my phone, my iPad's on 4%. Is that where you're but on I'm now? I'm on Wi-Fi, so I shouldn't be a problem. Are you, um, you want to char- plug that bad boy in or what? Yeah, it's plugged in. Oh, okay. It's on. Okay. I'm already ahead of the game. Come on. Oh, sweet, bro. I shouldn't have doubted you. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so we were talking about fifth gear through the whoop. So you're changing gears. So third through the turn, fourth as you hit the whoops. And then when are you clicking fifth? I go off starter whoop, fourth, hit the first one, then fifth. Which no one really, no one else does that because it's so sketchy because you could hit a false neutral. Yes, or you miss could. Your shift. Yes, you could. But you don't seem to give a but. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dude, what's life without like what's life without living on the edge? What's life without fifth gear whoops, bro? Yeah. Um, so Dude. where when did you when did that when was this decide well actually where are you putting your front wheel down? I like to a lot of guys like kind of wheel tap the first one. Yeah. Well I like jumping into it because I can I can kind of like hop and hit the first one and get the bike already leveled. So is your front tire hitting the first whoop or are you missing the, yep. that first one? No, I, I hit the first one. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I remember there was um, there was one day at the test track where I was filming Dunge with like the crazy slow motion camera like side on and he wasn't putting his front wheel down to the third whoop. So he was going up, like sort of wheeling into it touching the front tire on the third whoop and then the rear tire would hit the third whoop so he was missing the first two whoops altogether or that well i oh. guess technically he was missing the second whoop altogether and i was wondering whether i was you were... doing that at um hey i figured it out there was a problem on my end um oh yeah. really yeah yeah uh, yeah I, fi- I fixed it now though <laughs> ipad was about to go for a trip <laughs> nah 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 nah, nah. That, that was that was all me um, yeah so what were you saying were you so so where were you doing that like i was just saying the dunge thing where he was putting his front wheel oh. down a2, you know the first set of whoops after the big triple? Yeah. There, it went the starter whoop, and the first whoop was like a wall. So you're going into it like this, and the one after was smaller. Yeah. So I was going wheel tap, wheel tap, and then putting my front on the third. Yeah, right. So it, it, it was pretty sick. So but where... Then in the... In the main, obviously. Well, so like, let's let's talk about A2 actually, because I, I haven't really spoke to you that much um, since that night. What, what was the headspace that you're in? Because we spoke before, I mean, I don't know which race it was, but I was just sort of, I remember saying... St. Louis. Yeah, okay. 
I remember just saying to you that like you've got a lot of time. Like if you if you want to race at seventeen as opposed to sixteen, like I pretty much said to you, like if I told you when you were eight years old at Coolum on an eighty that you'd win your first Supercross at seventeen, like you'd probably be pretty stoked, right? And then it was like, well, just don't stress on winning this year. Don't get hurt. Don't stress on winning this year. And then I would guarantee that you could win at 17 as opposed to 16. And it'd still be pretty fucking gangster. Yes. Just don't get hurt. And then yeah. and then the next week was A2. And, uh, and then... But, I mean, in my head with the whole A2 thing, like, obviously you fucking crashed. You busted yourself up a little bit. But I seriously, yeah, like yeah. you be- you became a Quentin Tarantino film. You became like a cult classic that every single person now wants to watch. Like I freaking turned into a vegetable. <laughs> well, you did to yourself. I'd say a pretzel more than a vegetable. Yeah, I turned into freaking pretzel, vegetable when I hit that thing, dude. Your head turned into a potato and then your body turned into a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got like a good... Like hook and then uppercut. Because when I hit the face, it knocked me. And then the back tire went cluck. Yeah, well, but I mean, what? so what was going What was going through your head that race? Like, were you, were you just having fun to be in the battle the way that you were? Because, man, not, I, I don't remember a time where somebody sent it that fucking hard to win a lights main event. Well, yeah, I guess I was like in my, like in it. I was just like, yeah, yes, sir. About to get this win. I was pretty calm. I was having fun. Like I was feeling good. I was not even tired. Like even after my crash, I'm like, I'm still good. I could still, I still got this. Like after I came around, seeing I was still in P1, <laughs> I'm like. I got this. <laughs> Let's go. But then I'm making a few stupid mis- a few stupid mistakes, and then and what's name got me back, uh, Ferendez. And then I came off the inside before the whoops. I was like, and then going into it, so I'm like, yes sir. And then I hit the last whoop and went like this. I'm like, no sir. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Could you turn myself into a vegetable? Could you have imagined the kind of reaction that it got, though, with fans and how viral that went? And especially, like, not to mention, bro, before that, you've got the Ferrandis Craig move. Like, that was just pretty much the yeah. craziest. And, I mean, did you see Did you see us, like, our reaction to it when we were doing Supercross Companion? Because he had, like, Berriman and Big, like, that, that was... Yeah, I've seen that. To me, I was so glad that we captured that because that was the most like, I feel like that was Crazy every race. single, but that was like every Supercross fan in the world was like cheering you on to win that race. Like, was it, is it yeah. crazy to think what sort of happened after that and, and the fan reaction to it and the industry, like you got Ricardo sending you voice messages and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, dude, when, cause when I, when I like actually started breathing again um and hopped up i like i couldn't really hear it all like the only things i could hear was like when a guy had to yell in my ear like are you okay i'm <laughs> i'm like do i look like i'm freaking okay yeah. but um yeah I, I didn't hear anything when i was getting taken out on the mule 
I think I kind of heard a cheering and I waved, but like, I didn't really, th- I didn't really hear how loud the crowd was actually until the uh, until like my dad, Johnny, and um, some of my mates said how loud it was. Yeah, when yeah. I got back up or when I crashed, they said when I crashed, it just went silent. Have you like, have you rewatched the race since on on like TV? I have a few times, but as soon as I get to that point, I, I want to throw my phone through the wall. Yeah, pretty much. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. And so then, what about like the reaction of fans after it? And like, you know, did you kind of ever anticipate that crashing out of a main event could get you so much attention? No. Like, I thought I was just going to be like maybe like the other rookies that just go and crash their brains out and just be like kind of forgotten. Yeah. And I've been like, I guess because I didn't back down. Yeah. I didn't, didn't take no crap really. I was going to give it back to him. But I, I was like, before that weekend, I was said to, I made like a deal with my brother and um, my dad and Mert. So I said, after this weekend, I bet you I'm going to make it to, uh, I bet you I'm going to be at 100K. Oh, on Instagram? Because I was at 93 and Hunter was at 94 or 5. Yeah. And oh, um, what are you at now? I'm at 190. What? Yeah, I just clicked nine, uh, 190 today. So that's but fifth gear in the whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went from 93,000 follow, 93, followers in from my crash to 12 o'clock. I was already at a hundred and five thousand. Really? Which yeah. that was like three hours. Yeah, that's what I mean, man. Like, just because you know why, bro? People don't fucking send it the way that you sent it. Like that shit doesn't really exist that much anymore. Yeah. The way Dude, that it's, the way that you did it. Mm, like I, to me, I only think there's only a few people that are like ride or die. Like Ferendez, he's a like. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Like, whatever it takes, like taking out Craig or what he did to so-and-so, like, he's here to win. Yeah. I'm here to do the same thing. Like, I probably should take in second. I'm a dumbass for not doing that. But, dude, in all realistic, if as a motocross, you feel that close to someone, as if you're going to go, I'm just going to take it slow through these roots and just get second. No, dude, 100%. But, I mean, no, well, I mean, the thing is, though, nowadays that kind of is what people do. And that's why, I think that's why you would just, I mean, you've got the whole package. Like, I don't think we've seen somebody like you since since Chad, really. And, and I mean, Chad sort of, Chad had a different, um, I guess it's like a different vibe, you know? Like, everyone wants to cheer for you for I think different reasons I think that Chad was always super down to play like the badass kind of guy and and he was down to not really talk to the media and not really do his thing and like he just was like win 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 and that was that was rad you know but like yeah that was cool he he had that same mentality that that you do and I just I don't think that we've seen that kind of I guess just like fucking gnarliness, just like straight balls to the wall. Like I just want to win, mm. and 
fuck it. And it's like, it's just cool that it can kind of pay off the way that it did for you in that you crashed your brains out pretty much, got literally fucking lost yeah. and still went up. You know, and no, still... I still got nine. Oh, you got nine. Okay. So you still got, got oh, you nine, got a top I 10. Got up 10. You got, yeah, you got a top 10. Yeah, you got a top 10. It's, it's mint. My first race, I got ninth place. And then the third round, I got ninth place without even finishing. <laughs> You're the, you went up the most Maybe. followers ever for a ninth place finish. That's the record. You actually got a and record yet, that I night. Oh, you haven't got that blue check mark yet? Dude, they hate up. They hate the Lawrences. What? So Dude, Hunter's not either. Whenever I post something, they just full dog me. Views. Why is that? What's your oh. thinking here, mate? Come on. What you thinking? Talk to me, mate. I'm going to tell the truth here right now. Um, like, I think they're thinking that I'm doing a, uh, a um, like a promotion or something, a promote thing. Uh. And so then they don't let it get out to as many people. So mm. where normally, like, if I put a writing video, that would get 100,000 views. Yeah, yeah. But when I did that, uh, when I do the Moto Spy thing, I only got 20,000. Yeah, okay. Straight stitched me up. Yeah, it's just that algorithm Straight stuff, bro. The algorithm is dogging me. And dude, I've went and requested that super blue tick like everyone else. No, nothing. Mertz even tried getting it. No, he even went to like the NFL like the top of the uh, Wasserman crew, like with yeah. NFL people, yeah. still couldn't go and get, couldn't get it. It's like it's really people you, bro. Out there with like only it's really and you. And Hunter can't either. Like, dude, there's a ton of people out there with two thousand followers and has a blue tick. It's like, what do you want that blue oh, chick for, bro? Is it, is, is it is it straight like a chick thing? Like you want to be able to slide into the DMs? Oh. Because, I mean, that's where I'm at with Straight it. Straight into the DMs. It's yeah, like, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What um, mm. what what else changed after A2 for you? Um, nothing, nothing much, really. I still... I was still pissed about it, but I just felt like I came... I feel like I'm stronger... And I'm definitely, I'm way faster than then. Then, then what? From A2. Oh, yeah. I've got another step of speed. Really? But, yeah, I only have, but one thing is I need support. In what way? Like, if you watch the qualities and see some of the ruts I hit, like, I'm hit, I hit them pretty freaking fast. I'm not being cocky. The turn, you know. I'm just saying, like. You know where you were really fucking railing shit was the turn before the whoops this weekend. That before that, I was just like, you you hit it. Maybe it was in the heat race next to Faulkner one lap. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like you actually made Faulkner look, look slow through that turn. I was just like, dude, what is he doing? Hey, did you get to... I don't know if they uh, showed it, but I... After the whole Hunter and Faulkner thing, yeah, uh, a few laps later, I was behind Faulkner, and we were both going for a hot lap, and we went over the finish line. I was behind him. I was like a little bit back. I pulled him in through the whoops, 
and went, I was on the right side of him. I went, squared it up, out, and was going down the rhythm lane next to him. And, like, I hit the triple. And, like, you know how you do the tabletop to single before the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. I, like, went, jumped out, like, pushed him out wide and went <laughs> past him, past him on his hot lap. Really? Yeah, I was, I thought it would be pretty funny because Hunter goes and basically turns him into a vegetable. Yeah. And then I go and <laughs> blitz past him on, on his hot lap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind but, of one yeah. of those things like the, uh, there's two of you motherfuckers out there now. Like, the Lawrence boys ain't nothing to fuck with, boy. Mm. Well, dude, I was so annoyed because I was going to mess with them also because I seen, I seen Hunter and them down, and I, I was going across the star straight when that, and Hunter was turned talking to him. And in my helmet, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Someone better get knocked out. Oh, that's But um, nothing happened. So then they both, and Hunter took off first, and Falcon was behind him. And when you go off the whoops, they stop you before you get back on. And this guy stopped hunting. I, I went off behind him. I was hoping they were going to stop Faulkner because I was going to rear-end him, like bump him. <laughs> Just because he was in a Lawrence, like, uh, like the Lawrence, Lawrence family sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Like it was Hunter in front and then me right behind him. So I was going to bump him and like make, <laughs> do something. But he, old mate stopped Hunter, but he went and dumped the clutch and went past like a total spaz, like an <laughs> idiot. Where do you know like why that happened the way that it did? Like, is there any kind of backstory to it, or is it just because I feel like Austin's kind of the new basher of the lights class, pretty much? He's no, he doesn't take many people out. He's just a he, he just seems he's like crash he's, hot kind of thing. Yeah, and so was there any like backstory to what happened the other day, or like has it been coming, well, or is it? Hunter was on a hot lap and he was on a hot lap and it wasn't like Faulkner was there the, on the whole lap. Like It wasn't like Hunter was holding him up at all. And Hunter made him a little mistake just before the finish line and he got on his back wheel but it might have cost him a tenth. Mm. A tenth. And he goes over the finish line, does a big head thing and then he goes, like you probably seen the video, goes and cuts him off. Yeah. Like, and you know Hunter, he ain't going... He yeah, he's like, whatever, crack. bro. Yeah. He's, he's more gnarlier than me. Like, I'll just go and prove it in a race or something where he would go, like, he would go and fight the dude. Yeah, like, that's sick. <laughs> he, he, he's more badass than me. But, um, yeah. He, but it's good. Like, everyone's loving it. Because, oh, yeah. no, like, he, he thinks he can get, to, get away with it. But, welcome Not when to Australia, mate. <laughs> Not when there's two of you boys as well. Yeah. Um, and where yeah, are you... There's one thing. It was like when you play with lightning, you get the thunder from down under, one guy said. <laughs> That's so pretty sick. cool. It was pretty funny. And um, so where are you at with uh, Ferrandis? Like, because you guys seem pretty cool, right? And I mean, even though Ferrandis, I think he gets such a bad rap, dude. Like, he's actually a fucking cool-ass dude. And... The Ryan Walters made that. Did you watch his monster edit that Walters made? Yeah, I had a a look at it. And it's like, what he says is so true, man. He basically just says, Mm. dude, I left my whole family, my whole country, my whole everything. And it's like, what? I'm not supposed to try and win. I feel like that's kind of hard to argue with, right? Yeah. Like, we were there. We We seen this house. And, like, it wasn't the nicest thing. Like, they look, I'm pretty sure there's holes in the roof. 
like a Ferrandis's house in Europe. And yeah. So from like, dude, we're exactly the same. We came from nothing. So as if we're gonna try and, as if we're like, oh, we finally get into America and now we're just gonna back off or we made it to here. We're not gonna try and win. No, of course we're gonna try and win. We sacrificed so much. Like, I, Dylan and Dylan, our family, I think has sacrificed so much more than everyone else thinks. Mm. Like, it's crazy what we've had to go through. Like, and I was a kid in Europe, so I didn't pick up on much of it. But then, like, once we were here and mom and dad kind of explained about it, it, um, like, it opened my eyes and we're like, crap. Like, my, like, in Australia, we were eating, like, two-minute noodles. Mm-hmm. But, but dude, I, rem- I remember you guys, man. Like, it was just always every time you went to Coolum, the Lawrence brothers were there. And, like, I just remember you boys just absolutely living it. Like, every single race, every single Aussies, ev- like, every single thing that, that could be done to ride, you guys were, were doing it. It was never in the nicest vans. Like, it was never in the nicest gear, the nicest bikes. Like, Hunter's first gear was a... Was secondhand Hot Wheel gear. Yeah, that didn't. I think didn't actually fit him right. Yeah, but, but I mean that's but, the yeah, stuff dude, that makes like, the best stories, bro. Yeah, and dude, like there's other kids that had the same opportunity. Like we were at the same kids, like they were my age at Mossy schools. Mm. But my like my dad took the information in and made sure we did that when we were without at the Mossy training school and stuff. So like. We, we, everything that we got told and learnt, we kept it in the back of our head. We made sure we learnt and made that, mm. like, second habit or first habit type of thing. Like, yeah. When you're, um, when you're riding these days, how much are you thinking about technique when you ride? Or are you pretty much, like, kind of done with that and you're just sort of, you've got your style, you've got your shit? Or when you're, like, you said you just got faster between A2 and now, are you still actively working on technique when you ride and stuff? Because I've been doing some stuff with Townley um, with with just my own riding. And now, like, I'm pretty much, I've pretty much given up on trying to ride fast. I'm just trying to do technique right the way that ben has told me to do it and man i'm getting so much faster i mean obviously keep in perspective what fast means to me compared to you guys but like to, <laughs> to me like it's been such a fun deal to really focus in on technique and really see the way that you can get faster like are you guys actually because i think i think you've probably got the coolest style going right now but I think that in terms of if you look at a technical rider on a bike, dude, Hunter's a fucking G, man. Like his technique just seems so good all the time. He's so perfect on a motorcycle, where sometimes it sometimes it hinders hinders him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it, nailed it. But like you said, like we learnt our skill and technique at when we were young. Yeah, because. When, how could you explain it? Like, I don't, know, I don't know if this makes sense, but like, say if you're on a bicycle that doesn't have foot pegs, or I don't know, yeah. and you try and ride it, of course you're going to be a little sketchy. Where if you have foot pegs, which makes the whole thing, of course you can go faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, so to you, technique is know. just, so to you, technique is just as essential as like foot pegs on a bike. <laughs> 
basically. <laughs> and and so like, are you when you're trying to get faster, even as a pro, like you're one of the fastest dudes in the world now. Are you still actively thinking about technique when you ride these days? Dude, you got, like I'm always re- refining everything I do. Yeah. So what's an example right now of like a piece of technique that you're working on? Um, consistency. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've been, I, w- I can do, I can chuck it like a heater lap, but can do a fast lap and I'll do like a slow lap where I'm like a second off, which at this level, yeah. I don't need. Like yeah. at the, like, I've worked on that for like the, it, the f- past like three months, I think it is, Yeah. of when I was riding. And in the main event, I had, my like, first I was kind of slow, but once we like kind of all got settled in, I was 47, 47, 47, like 47 something, 47 something, 47 something, like all 47s until I crashed. Yeah. But then yeah. I was still consistent because I went 49 consistently, like, <laughs> but and so what consistency. Do you, and so what are you thinking? Like what's in your head when you are trying to be consistent? Like what are you sort of telling yourself or what are you, what are you thinking of that? Just like, hit your marks. Yeah. Just... Hit your marks and dude, once you get a flow, dude, you don't even like, like you barely even tense the bike. Mm. Like, if you actually felt like if there was, I don't know if there is a thing like a squeeze monitor or something on my grips. Mm. I'm not even squeezing that hard when I have such a good flow. Mm. Like A two, sorry A two, I had such a good flow. So I was like, I was barely even holding the bike yeah yeah that makes sense because that's been uh like one of the one of the things with uh the townley has been because i mean i don't think people just understand what technique can do for you in in like in terms of actually practicing technique and it's not i mean i've rode bikes my whole life dude and like yeah you do mossy schools and shit but then you just all i've ever done my whole life when i rode was just try and ride fast and now um like my thing that I sort of really got from Ben was basically like chin over the bar pad at all times. Like you kind of have to, it's, it's crazy how basic it's so basic, but it can take you so far. Mm -hmm. It's just basic things like elbows up, make sure you're on the balls of your feet, make sure you're gripping the bike. Like it's so simple. But like I like like I said, it could take you so far yeah. in your career and speed. The um one of the things that I'm still trying to figure out, or like I feel like I'm doing it, but when I watch videos of myself, I'm not. Is like I really wish I could be cool with like the bars coming all the way to my chest. Like when I watch you boys ride, and I watch the way that like you, Craig, Sexton. All of you guys, it's like your head is directly over the handlebars and then the bike is just coming into your chest. It's like, and I think that that's why you can say that you don't feel anything in your grips because if you're gripping too tight, you actually like can't let, like the bike won't come in that far. And like, is that, is that something? Like, like that's why I've never, ever have, have had arm pump in my Mm. life. Same with Hunter. Not once. Yeah. Like, because we don't grip it so damn hard. Yeah. And people who ride like this, like, let's say Faulkner. Yeah. With chicken wings. He probably gets arm pumped because 
when you think about it, when you try, you have to squeeze your wrist so hard because you're like this when you land a jump. Yeah. Where if you're like straight, because when you go to punch someone, you go to punch them like flat, like wrist is flat. If you punch them like this, you're going to freaking snap your wrist. Yeah. This is like, it's almost common sense. And so with that, like with the way that you guys are able to get your chest over the bars and or like have the bike kind of come, because it's like the bar pads, it feel, it looks like the bar pads pretty much like always going to hit you guys in the chest. Every up ramp, bumps coming out of turns, like that, it just seems like it's always there. Like, what do you, I don't know, if we, you, if we are you thinking about that right? stuff? Well, if we don't time it right, yeah, we'll hit, but like sometimes we time it so good that like it would just like skim it. Like sometimes I can feel it hit my jersey. Yeah, right. And so what like it, it like... Skim it, but... And how do you how do you Go sort on. of make that happen? Because like I'm just for, for me, right, and like I'm still kind of far away from that happening. So what's like the advice for people to try and get that same effect? Because I feel like that's one of the keys to like being able to go. Because it seems like that lets you guys go through rough shit way more. Oh, I think we've lost Jet again. Fuck. My shit's good. I bet his iPad went flat. Fuck, he's, it's cool shit, eh? Yeah, oh, it's sick. I can't, um, I thought you said it was plugged in. Yeah, I know, fucking cute. <laughs> you gonna get under as well? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll try to do like an hour with Jet and then an hour with Hunter and I'll post them as two separate ones. Yeah, cool. I'm just trying to stay as cool. My phone went, my iPad went flat, sorry. I thought that had happened. Turn that sideways, yeah. Um... Yeah, so you are literally about to probably drop some knowledge on me. So yeah, what's the what's the key to like having that, like to let the bars come into your chest that much? I think first of all, it's just like obviously get the skill to do it, and then balance. Balance is really key. With and, and so, what helps you with that? You reckon? Mountain biking. Like I got most of my balance of just playing on my mountain bike. Like wheelie stoppies, just stuff, just playing around. Like you don't really think it's helping you, but like, dude, it takes you so far just playing around doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you think that sometimes hunters like too focused on technique and too perfect, or yeah, because like sometimes you want to, he wants to do a perfect turn, so perfect, and if he doesn't, he'll be frustrated about that turn and then mess up. And then he's focusing on the turn that he just went round, mm. and then he starts messing up the other turns and not focusing on the other turns that are coming up. Where I'm like, I'll hit the berm if I have a leg dragging out. I have a leg dragging out. I'll still make it work. Yeah. So you're not like you're not sweating the details as much as maybe he is at times. No. Like, dude, I'm like, if you watch me on a practice track on a practice day. I have, so, I have so many moments, like not heaps of moments, but I have moments where I'm like coming out of the turn because I'm like so f- much on the edge where I'm like I have a leg dragging or yeah. I have a, like just anything. I have a sketchy moment in the whoops. I have a panic rev in the middle of a rhythm lane. Like I have heaps of things like that. Like everyone, no one's perfect. Yeah, I'm obviously trying to refine that to be kind of perfect and not make many mistakes. But um, yeah. So what um what are you sort of thinking for the rest of this championship? 
um because you've only got a couple sort of rounds to go now like do you have any sort of personal goals that you want to hit or are you just sort of keen to get the outdoors and and just keep building or win you want to have a win, win or poke. oh you haven't even yeah. really been you haven't even been on the box yet have you uh one chance at st louis and i decided to give it to brandon handcraft oh he's a nice dude though you're a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like that check probably looked better in your bank account than his though right always <laughs> <laughs> are you um are you allowed to spend any of your money yet or what i i'm i'm a, I, I like i love my shoes yeah okay I spend a little money on my shoes, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm saving up now because the next step in my life is to buy a house. Yeah, fair so, enough. So I'm gonna do that, and then after that, my next goal is to get a Lamborghini Huracan. Oh, the old Huracan. You know what? Uh... But I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be smart with this. I don't wait, man. I'm just, just gonna tell you real. Car, I'm just going to tell you real quick. There's no fucking smart way to buy a Lamborghini Hurricane. If you buy a Lamborghini Hurricane, you've just pretty much like, you know, like a good saying. I mean, you got good people around you. If you can't afford to buy two, don't buy one. Yeah. But see. <laughs> this fucking... is my plan though. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to hear it. When, everyone, when people go to buy cars, they always want to buy a brand new one. Mm. It's like, What's the need? If you buy a brand new one and you want to sell it in a year or so, as soon as you take it off the mark, like off out of that dealership, dude, that thing drops like 40% off the price. Mm. See where if I get a second-hand Lamborghini Hurricane, which I found one for 150, 149,000. <laughs> I found one. He's already looking. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a two years probably till, but I'm already looking. Um, and then... I could have it for a year or so, get my enjoyment out of it, and then I could only might only take ten percent off that, or depends how many miles I put on it. Like, see, the guy already bought that brand new dude. He was the kook. Stupid, he, dude. He, I'm getting stonks on that thing. <laughs> um, is it weird that you can't legally have sex in America? I actually haven't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know the, the legal age is 18 there, right? They have a legal age for that? The legal age to have sex in America is 18 and you are 16. I thought it was only like you're not allowed to have like sex at someone's 18, like 19, someone's underage. I thought that, that was illegal, but nah, I bro. didn't know that was actually... If you fucking, you're in, really anyone... you're in trouble, bro. I don't think anyone really obeys it anyways, but... Yeah, I, I... I don't think so either, mate. I still got my V card though. Oh, you honestly. do, do you? I, what? I haven't had time for that. I'm Are you dead s- honest. I still got it. You still got your V plates? Yep. I haven't I, had time for it, dude. I've hey. been so focused in moto that, like, I barely even. I haven't even focused on girls, really. That's. I can tell you as a guy that lived in America in my 20s and wasted so much time banging chicks. Like, I wasted, I wasted so much time on girls in America. And you know what I did? Went back to Australia with no fucking girls. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, t- telling you, bro, that's that's the move. You know what? I actually think that the V plates makes your stock go up. Not even joking. Well, at the end of like at my level now, I feel like most of I, I'm not 100 percent sure that there are like good girls out there. But some of them probably, like, if I didn't do motocross, dude, they wouldn't even know who I am. Yeah, you're goofy like, as fuck. They look at me, I go, who the hell is this, you know? Uh, nah, you got, so, you, like, got your own, you got your own swag going on. Like, you don't know if it's someone that actually likes you mm. or likes you for what you do. Man, Man. I, I'll just give you a rule of thumb, bro. If you meet a chick in the pits... She does not like you for you. <laughs> nah, I mean there is there is some that's out there, but I mean I, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to go into it on on here as such. But I mean I'm pretty sure you would know of girls that are engaged to current riders in the 450 class that were previously with other riders in the, like you know what I'm saying. So I think that, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a trend. And, and I personally, if I was a young Jet Lawrence, I would look at that and probably try to avoid those same kind of, uh, same kind of deals. That's why I'm not really messing with any of like, I don't really want to mess with any of the moto girls type of thing. You know what, mate? I'm proud of you. Quite proud of you. It's a very hard. It's honestly. I've, I've gone like I've had this talk with Johnny and my dad, like and Hunter. Mm. He's got a girlfriend, so he knows what it's all about. I was gonna like, say you d- you probably just seen all the bullshit. <laughs> You're like, I don't yeah. want to go. Th- I don't want to go Dude, through I that had just my yet. First experience in uh, Germany of my first party, and you'd think because I'm such a fun guy and cool guy that I'd love parties. I absolutely hated it. I wanted to leave. It like in the first ten minutes. So what? Set the scene for us. Paint the picture of this party in Germany because Euro yeah. parties are pretty dope. Paint the picture. It was it was for like a birthday party, like type of thing. Oh, they okay. had a strip. They had a stripper there. Fuck yeah! Not mad at it so far. Which already started off bad because when the stripper came out, I was so focused on my phone, I was playing a game, and she ended up <laughs> throwing like something. She ended up rousing at me in German. Uh, which is kind yeah, of an yeah, angry sounding it's like an angry sounding language anyway even when they're not mad at you yeah so she ended up throwing something at me I don't know what it was I don't know I don't want to know what it was because I was playing my phone and apparently not watching her which I didn't really give a crap at all yeah I she yelled at me I'm like what and then I end up going back on my phone again and then at the end of the night there's this girl bawling like basically balling her tears out I'm going what the hell is going on here apparently some guy leaked her was showing other guys her yeah private photos that she sent to him okay. and she's crying about it and then typical me I was 14 smart ass I go uh well you shouldn't have sent him out in the first place and she just looks she's there and I was in the like behind someone and I said that and she just looks at me this like from a 14 year old kid she's like what do you know mate she was like I think she was 16 or something and I'm like just tell them the truth sorry <laughs> truth hurts <laughs> but um yeah I ended up hating it yeah I mean dude you can look through <sighs> call any writer that literally like basically lost their career to partying 
there's so many there's so many guys so many guys that you could literally get their number and call them and be like is it worth partying when i'm 16 and getting all this money and chicks want to fuck finally and is it is yeah. it worth it is it is it long term the move and i guarantee that not one of those dudes would say yeah bro partying sick cuz like you can yeah i'm 32 bro i could party right now like by by 32 can you imagine how much shit you could have won and like the the position that you could sort of put yourself in life versus i mean you start all that shit now dude and it's just like man you just you cap yourself so much like it's a short career and you want to do yeah and I, i suppose too like you look at all the guys that have done well dunge never partied Villapoto never partied. Carmichael never partied. It's like it's not a secret formula, man. But it's so hard when no. you've got when you've got the girls that are around the scene. Like they're they're good looking girls, dude. Like it it is hard to say no to that yeah. stuff, especially when it comes so easy. But it's like I don't know, man. You could like I said, you can look at all the guys that sort of did it and where they're at now, and I'm sure what if they were all being honest with you, what they actually would say if they got the chance to do it all again, and I'm pretty sure that partying is probably not on that list. And also, to be honest, buying hurricanes probably not on that list either. Yeah, it's not like I'm dying at age 30. Like, dude, yeah. I'm, probably, I'm not going to race all my life, so I'm... I got to like maybe 27, 28, yeah. so I retire or whatever. And then after that, dude, I can go party, which I think I probably won't, because I like I'm I'm a, I'm a typical typical Australian. I like get-togethers, a good barbecue, you know, bonfire. <laughs> I'm that type of person. So, and like, dude, I think I'm so into like riding bikes. Like, dude, I have a I bring a skateboard. Like I'm so into so many things. Yeah. I still feel like once I retire, I still won't even be messing with that thing. So I know it's just like, it's not a must-have. Yeah. Like, so I, I'll probably still doing riding. Just maybe doing what Tyler Beerman or Twitches, the grandpa. Like. Yeah. I'll be still doing stuff. So I still think I won't have time for that. And during my like during my career, it's. It's not, like like I said, it's not a must-have. It's not a must-need to do. Yeah, I'm stoked for you. That's really cool to hear, man. It's very, very, very hard. And it, and I'll be honest with you, it will get harder as you get older because there'll be more people and, yeah, it sort of, it definitely, definitely gets harder. But I think one of the cool things, like, dude, Myrtle's a fucking G. He's been around this sport yeah. for so long. Your brother's such a good example for you. You come from such a good family. I don't. I don't think it's exactly going to be a, a worry for you, but it's it's really cool to hear to hear you're in that in that headspace, you know. And because oh, so many people, man, it's just like once you get to the dance, people like to party, you know. And you're at the dance now. Yeah, like, dude, just imagine like hearing that your career got messed over because of a girl. Mm. Uh, it's it's happened. happened to, I would be so disappointed. Mm. I would feel so crap that all of like my family has gone through to give me this opportunity to what I am at now and then go and waste it. I feel like I would want to put a gun to my head. Mm. Yeah, like, I that's mean, how crap I would feel. 
the the good thing though too with you guys man is your family's still so close like i don't know if you've heard the the stories of of families that are in the sport from like really good guys that just got ripped apart once that all the pro contracts started coming in and the money and i just i don't think the money's as crazy these days as what it was back then though but i mean there's so many people where dude even just like their families just get ripped apart when they turn pro like it's it's so rad the fact that you guys are still so close the way that you are but i feel like that might even be like an aussie thing too though you know like because I mean, I still spend, I'm in my thirties and I still spend new years riding with my brother and my family, like camping, you know? Yeah. Like that's one thing. Um, like, yeah, I'm still pretty good. Like I'm close with my brother Hunter. Like we get along like really well, my dad. And I think it's, it's like in all honesty, the one person that's going to tell, tell you that you're riding crap is your dad. Yeah. Like. The only one, dude, you'll come and feeling great. He'll go and he'll go and say to your face, "Gone, you, you went out there and rode like crap. Like yeah. you rode like a goon." So that's and that's one thing. I feel like other the teams have screwed them over with saying like, "Oh, he's telling you different." Blah blah blah. Like, and I feel like that's what made them distance. Yeah. And all like, who knows? Like, there's no one else that knows you better than your mum and dad. Oh, 100 percent. Like, and you can't, uh, like, you say if you met someone at, like, 20 or something, you, can, you can't know that person like their parents do. Mm. They've been with you for your whole life. Like, mm. so I feel like Hunter and I, we're always going to have our dad in, my, my, in our corner because he knows our, like, he knows what's best for us and he's going to tell us the truth. Same with Johnny. Same, like with our mum and all of that Johnny's real honest with us also like he's only known us for so long and he's starting to get like get to know us but dude he'll tell us the truth yeah like he'll tell us before, oh, dude you're running crap yeah so well, I, and I mean he's like, worked he's camp. he's worked with enough people to know as well right yeah like and he tells us he did the same to Ricky dude yeah how many times have he won as he's won dude of course you're gonna look like if you don't listen to someone like but then again it goes back if you could get the best per- you can get ryan dungey ricky carmichael uh james stewart to try and train you it doesn't matter if you don't listen yeah to what they're saying and put it like and actually do it dude like you could have i don't know who would say uh my you could have any random guy train you and if you listen to them then yeah, you're gonna get you're done. gonna get something different out of it yeah um yeah what what shoes are you into by the way what what when you're the, the sneakerhead guy what what sort of shit are you buying up i'm a big nike guy okay i have about wait one two three four five six i got seven sets of nike shoes and what nikes are you bad. into I got a set of Air Jordan ones. I got a um, retro, Air Jordan one Retro fours. I think it is. I got a set of two sets of Nike shoes. I got two sets of Alley Oops, and then I got a Supreme Air Force one. Damn boy, this is hot. So much too. I got some other ones at home. I have uh, Red Harachis. I got another set of Jordan ones that like a Phantom one. Um, I got two sets of Nike Blazers. 
I got heaps of sh- heaps of shoes and I, I don't know if you've seen my live, but I made a bet with Mertz with um thing which I've already lost one. I said if I get three wins I he would buy me uh these shoes that cost two thousand dollars, these off white <laughs> ones which are like sick. Oh that's lost. Sick. But if I still if I win one, I'll get a off white blazers Halloween version, which is pretty sick. But yeah. if I win one and either two podiums or something, but which you blow it. So I just gotta at least get one win. Um, yeah, the off-white stuff. I got a buddy who's like really into the whole sneaker deal, and I'm like starting to learn a little bit about it. And he's got he's got some pretty dope off-white shoes. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't have in my collection. I got a I got a set of Supreme. I got Air Force Ones. I got a set of Retro Sixes. Oh, I think they call it Retro Thirteen. Sorry, everyone Retro Thirteen. I got a set of retro fours. I got Nigers. I got Janowski's. I got Alley Oops. I got I got two sets of Air Force Ones. But yeah, you, you got a decent collection. Have, I don't have off white. My even my brother has two sets of off white shoes. Yeah, your brother's a bit of a and style he, cat. He's like more of a modern like type of style, like really classy. Yeah, when he's I'm got like that Hugo style. Boss style. You got you got like the streetwear yeah. style, you know? Yeah, I'm more streetwear. He's more like business type of look. He's got two off sets of off-white shoes, which one Cynthia bought for him, and then the other sets are the Converse off-white ones, which uh, I was going to get them, but I'm like, I can't get the same. Yeah, that's kind of hard, man. Me and my brother, we're, we're pretty close in age, and we have that same thing. It's just like, ah, he gets kind of dope shit, and I'm like, mm because we, we got pretty similar style but you just you can't really do it can you we're at the funny story we're at the shops one time and we seen this thing and there was one left on the thing but there was one on a mannequin we're like oh that's sick and i liked it so i quickly grabbed it and ran to the cashier to pay for it it's oh you dog so then and johnny was with us so johnny and hunter ended up taking the that uh clothing off the mannequin <laughs> That was there, and he ended up getting a forty percent off on that shirt. Oh wow! Where I paid full price. I was like, "You've got to be dogging me right now! Are you kidding me?" Age comes experience, bro. You're just a pup in the game. Dude, I thought I was like, "Oh, I totally got the win," but then he ended up getting forty <laughs> percent off. I'm like, "No way! That's so gay!" Uh, Sorry, so stupid. No, nah, I know what you mean, mate. Um, so what's the uh? What do you think of the outdoors, bro? Are you are you, uh, are you riding all right in the old outdoors, or? I mean, if I didn't, I'd be pretty embarrassed because I've been riding my whole life. <laughs> but how do you feel like with uh, with the the outdoor season? Like, are you sort of in the same same headspace with the the Subi stuff that you're just gonna go out there and win? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident with that. So, like, I feel like in the suit in outdoors. I have a good feeling that Hunter and I are going to be on the box, at least a fair amount. I'm being like confident or cocky saying that we're going to be the one two the whole time. We're going to have bad ones, but I feel like we're definitely going to be one of the both of them like main guys. Have you um have you thought much about standing on the podium with your brother and how cool that's going to feel? No, I, ha- I haven't. I thought it'd be sick. I-, I think I have a few times. I thought it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be... 
that kind of stuff, man. Like when I think about you guys standing on the podium together in an outdoors, I mean, whether it's a one, two or a two, three or a one, like whatever kind of order it is, man, it's like, God, I'm just going to be so happy for your parents when that, when that happens, because it's like, I mean, I don't know who the last set of brothers that stood on a podium together would be, man. Like, I don't, I don't even know like when that would have happened last. Yeah, I mean probably the Martins at I mean I don't yeah, I'm surely they would have been on the box together at some point, but I mean it's it's yeah, definitely it's definitely rare man to to have two brothers on the podium on the same team and I think that that's going to really symbolize something pretty special for your parents, man. Yeah. Cuz the Stewarts can't do it so like their age was like their age gap was pretty big. Yeah, well, they never so raced the in the same Malcolm, class, right? Yeah, by the time Malcolm went to 450, James was already retired. Mm. So, I don't really think... The Amarts, I think, have only been the real closest ones. So, yeah. No, it's definitely going to be a time to remember when that day happens, which yeah, I just soon. I just think it's going to be a really cool experience for your family. Like, I feel like after that sort of happens, it's... I don't know, it's kind of like... That seems like the... Uh, like a nice chapter being closed on on that yeah. because there's so I think we'll many get years. A photo frame. Oh, you'd have to we'll for sure. We definitely get that in a photo, just on the wall, and then have both the trophies. Because we got from my, my mom's birthday. Uh, you know that BG Creations. Yeah, yeah. They remember how he did one for Hunter and I. We yep. ended up getting uh, that painted on a big uh, kind of what do you call it. Like canvas. canvas or whatever, yeah. And uh, and gave that to mum on was it either Mother's Day or her birthday. It was one of those, so, and she such loved a sweetheart, it. We bro. Have such a Hunter sweetheart. Hunter Manley got sorted. <laughs> he's the he's the logistics guy. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, tuck my name on that also. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, thanks, Ace, for well, coming on, bro. I really, uh, really appreciate it, dude. It's been been sick hanging. Um, do you just want to grab Hunter and just do like a little switcheroo? Is he down to just use that same iPad or? Yeah, I think this has enough charge on it. Hold on. Yeah, it's got eighty percent. Dude, the thing charges so fast. Hunter. You're the you're the man, bro. I really appreciate it, eh? Hey? 